Welcome to the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast with Caleb and Chrissy Cole. Join us as we learn to lead together from the simple to the strategic. Our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. Welcome back, everyone, to the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. We are so excited to be kicking off the year 2022. 2022. And <laughs> this marks one year of doing the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. We started in January of 2021. And so here we are, one year in. We're still going. And I just want to say it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. And I just want to throw this out there for free that they say statistically based off of the, sti- the statistic that I've been told, but actually do not know. The if statistics it's totally based off ac- the statistics. Uh-huh. Continue. <laughs> oh, you can cut this part out. Thanks, No, no. Michael. I like it. Keep going. That normally podcasts don't go past four episodes and we have gone this this is the statistic that i told you i know but i don't even know you know where it's from they say that 80 percent of statistics are made up on the spot exactly so i want (laughs) to thank all of you for listening uh thanks for tuning into the uncomplicated leadership podcast we hope that it has added some value to you encourage you in your leadership life your leadership journey and we want to say a shout out thank you to michael gonzalez for being the man behind the mics, editing, recording, one year in. Yeah, give yourself some horns, <laughs> some applause, whatever you want, bro. This is your moment. Six, five, four. Michael Strip got it back. Three, two. Michael falls, fires. Yeah! Oh! Thank you, thank you, my, Mr. Michael Gonzalez. So we want to jump in here, obviously, from the simple to the strategic our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. So we started this podcast one year ago because Chrissy and I are passionate about leadership. We love leadership. We are leaders. And we believe everyone leads in different spheres, ways. And uh, we just wanted to help uncomplicate leadership for you. I think that sometimes leadership can be complicated. It feels complicated. Uh, maybe it's been communicated to you as very complicated. But I think it's more simple than we make it. And so in this journey with Chrissy and over this last year, we've just been trying to add some value to your leadership life. And so we hope that we've done that. And we're excited to kick off this new year, jumping back in. And so today we want to talk about about this idea of how leaders need a plan. And uh, you've heard it said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And while this is a, uh, a statement that we've heard over and over, I think there's a lot of truth in it. And I just want to say, up front, make a confession. These are my confessions. Uh, that Chrissy and I are not the greatest planners. So we will admit that. We will own that. But it's something that we've been working on in our personal lives, in our organizational lives, in our leadership lives. And so I do think that, Chrissy, you and I are planning now better than ever. And uh, I want to give her props because she's probably someone that's challenged me in planning. So thank you, Mary Chris. You're welcome. I think that we tend to challenge other people in areas that we are challenging ourselves in. Um, And you got to be careful that when you're challenging others that you're not projecting what you need to do. So um, for yourself and that you're 
oftentimes what you're challenging people on can sometimes just sound like frustration. So I think it's important that you understand where that challenge is coming from and make sure that you're doing your due diligence. Because I will say that depending on your personality, you can be um, one that leans towards planning and one towards not. And sometimes it's you can be a more controlling personality or a non-controlling personality or or shoot at the hip kind of person. So between both of us, I would say that I am probably more of the planner because I have a tendency towards wanting control. Um, whereas your personality would leans itself more towards shooting off the hip. Um, mm -hmm. but regardless of your personality as a leader, God uses your strength and your personality and planning, um, is outside of it's a it's a skill that you learn outside of your natural knee-jerk reaction you know like it's something yeah, yeah. that you have to cultivate some people are have a propensity towards it like the type a personalities but i do think and christy and i probably neither of us are really type a uh which has caused some of the challenges in our <laughs> lives leadership and marriage but i do think that it's it can be a learned trait in you mm -hmm. and i think that so often it's like well i'm just not a planner so i'm gonna leave that to the planners like no um we all should do better at at learning to plan and implementing planning into our daily lives um but also into you know our organizations our families uh our jobs whatever it might be and so we really wanted to hit just four areas quickly today that we believe leaders need a plan uh, they need a plan for their day. They need a plan for their week. They need a plan for their quarters. And they need a plan for their year. I'm actually not a big fan of planning um, like far in advance. You know, I, I have pastor friends who are like, ah, this is my 10-year plan. And I'm just like, really? Like you can have a 10-year plan, but the reality is like things change so frequently, we have to be more fluid. So you can have a 10-year plan, a 20-year plan, even a five-year plan, but we have to be fluid in our planning. Um, and so I'm a bigger fan of like, man, what's, let's make sure we plan for the year, plan for the quarters, plan for the week, and plan for the day. So we're going to walk through these four, uh, starting off with planning for the day. So Chrissy, what do you think about, you know, for you when it comes to planning for your day? What are some of the practical things that have helped you yeah I think in this episode we're going to try to stay as practical as possible and um and also give you some tips but when I think about planning for my day I think about what is the most important um person you have to lead in that day um because leadership has everything to do with people it's not just organizations you're leading people who are leading an organization and you know, until we're all hiring robots, <laughs> this should be the case for all of us. But I think when you are thinking about your day, you're focusing, honestly, on yourself. You're, you're focusing on what you need to take care of in order to make your day successful. And so that this might... This isn't just in your organization, because so, I know there's single moms, or not single moms, stay-at-home moms listening to this. There's people who maybe are high up in the organization or at the very bottom of the ring. So, right. so you're leading, leading yourself applies to everyone, everything. no matter what phase of life you're in or sphere of life you're in. Yeah, so I think that you have to set your day up um, and plan 
for yourself. And really, your day is only going to be successful as much as you have energy for it. And so I think that um, a lot of us waste time um, waste time in the day when we don't plan on how to manage our own energy. Um, and, <clears throat> and there's some simple tasks that I think that you can do in order to manage yourself. And so that's leading yourself well. And we can spend a whole ep episode on that, taking care of your um, physical self by doing a workout, um, by doing, um, leading yourself emotionally and spiritually by taking time to meditate or spend time in the Bible and spend time in prayer. Um, but on another practical level, you have to, I think, manage your energy. The amount of energy you have is going to determine how much you create in a day too. And so I feel like, um, in the beginning of your day, you should do all the things that you want to do and that you know you need to take care of um, before any interruptions come. So I know for me personally, I like to do that in the, the morning, the start of the day to take care of, um, you know, not reading your email, for instance, um, and not answering people and all the questions that people are going to have for you that can be interruptions during the rest of your day. Not but going on social media. Right. Oh, Jesus, help me. Um, <laughs> but during in the morning, and before you really start your day, before you really see anybody else, you have to determine um, how to manage your energy. Yeah, and that's what works for you. I think that for me, it's all about when I plan for my day, like have I designated a place in my day for the times and the things uh, that I want to do, that I want to accomplish? And so, you know, I have friends who work out in the afternoon, evening, and I think that's okay. You don't have to do everything in the morning like Chrissy does. She tries to gym in the morning, Bible reading in the morning, um, you know, prayer time in the morning, reading through a book in the morning. That doesn't work for everyone based on schedule, schedule personality, even your work, yeah, yeah, work schedule. But at the end of the day, if you don't set the time for the things that you want to accomplish, more than likely it will not happen. And I've seen that over and over in my life. I read through the Bible in a year, every year, and I always do it in the morning because I know if I don't, it won't get done. But then in the workout side of things, I try to work out three to four days a week. Um, I lay out my week usually at the beginning of the week. And there are some days because of early morning meetings that I go, okay, I'm going to go early in the morning to work, but uh, my workout is going to be at 4 PM and I schedule it. And then that way it happens. So I think this idea of planning for your day and focusing on leading yourself all comes down to are you designating time for the things that are going to make you the most effective as a person, as a leader, as a follower of Christ for, you know, us uh, and many of you listening as a organizational leader, as a parent, as a father, as, a, you know, whatever you might be in this life. I think that you have to determine and designate the time each day that you're going to accomplish the big things you want to accomplish or it will not happen. Even reading books like Chrissy and I try to read, uh, she tries to read a book a month. I'm like maybe a book every other month. And uh, I have to designate time in my day that I'm going to read. And I try to go, hey, let's just get 15 pages, you know, today, each day. And I'm going to set a time apart each day for that reading. Um, and so Planning for your day, focusing on yourself is huge. The second part of that is planning for your week. And so I do want to say, Chrissy, the uh, 
something that really helped me with this planning for my week and my days was last year I came across uh, Michael Hyatt promoted his full focus planner and I'm going to just promote it as well. And I don't use it to the fullest, but um, it helped me really to plan my days and my weeks because it's a planner that's laid out and I'm able to go through and I plan out my week uh, at the beginning of the week. It has designated places where you can do that. It has days where I can actually lay out, here's all the big things I need to accomplish each day and then some of the smaller things I need to accomplish each day, kind of like a to-do list. Uh, but it's really helped me to plan ahead. And then on top of that, Chrissy and I both do this where certain days of the week are designated for certain things organizationally and personally. And so I know the days of the week I'm going to work out. I also know the days of the week where I'm going to do, for me, sermon prep is a big part of my week. So certain days are designated just for that, and I do no meetings. And then other days I go heavy on meetings because I'm like, this is going to be my day where I stack more meetings uh, so that I'm just focused on that. And then this day I'm going to leave the whole morning for sermon prep. Um, and that's what works for my weeks. So you have to figure out what works for your weeks. And planning for your weeks is huge so that you can set yourself up to finish everything that you need to finish. Yeah, so it's like planning your day-to-day -day is more like designating time for you as a leader. And then when you're planning your week, you're, it, you're, you're trying to determine the rhythm of um, that your day-to-day creates for your week. You know what yeah. I mean? It's almost like you have to know what you're going to do each day. Um, but what are you going to do each day in that week? And what rhythm are you creating in your week? So I think probably the most important thing that we do um, that we believe is a biblical principle that we honor is taking a Sabbath. Um, Sabbath yes. is something we could spend, again, a whole nother podcast on, but essentially it's one day a week that we do not do anything having to do with work. Um, and some people will, you know, think that this is a religious take, but really you shouldn't be doing any work even in the house. I know people who don't even cook. They make sure that they, um, order all of their groceries, um, um, in order to enjoy the art of cooking on their day off the day before they actually cook it because they really believe that they should not be doing any work. And biblically- Ooh, now you're getting religious on me. I like it. Yeah, but I do believe that there's- a Only takes so many steps on that day as well. <laughs> no. Well, I think it's just important for us to actually rest. And the point of taking a break and not doing something and not doing actual work is so that you can reflect on- the, the whole week. So building into your weekly routine, I think, is reflection time. And your day of rest is that time to reflect, not just on what you did well, but also trusting in the higher power or trusting in God to help you in recognizing that we cannot get everything done, like without a higher power's help, without God's mm -hmm. help. Um, and so taking that day to reflect where your strength comes from, taking that day to reflect on what went well, what didn't go so well, like these are things that you need to take time to do because if we're just going week to week to week without any rest, then we are going to crash. Chrissy's taking us into another topic, which we actually hit on two podcasts ago, which is that leaders need rest. So I'd encourage you, if you haven't listened to that one or you want to know more about rest, we spent 30 minutes really digging into the importance of rest and what rest does for us. 
and the biblical principles and practical principles of rest. So you can go back in the podcast two weeks ago, or sorry, two months ago, uh, and and listen to Leaders Need Rest. It was, I think, a lot of people got a lot of value out of it. I heard a lot of good feedback. But I like this, you know, what you're saying is just the rhythms of the week is really what helps us to plan so that we're as effective as we want to be. And I think we found a good rhythm, Chrissy and I have, in our lives now at this point being we just turned 40. And uh, it took a while, but we have a good rhythm now to where we, you know, we have each day what we know is the focus. And then there's a day of rest. And then there's days for just the family and pouring into them and the kids. And, um, you know, we even have designated in our weeks, like we're not going to be out more than two nights a week. Because we have a lot of potential for evening services or evening meetings. And so we've maintained that as a practice just so that we're not out every night with the kids, which could happen. We could be at the church every night. So we have to say no to certain things. And that's what one of the points we wanted to make in this planning for your week is like, man, what do you have to say no to? Um, and how can you, because at the end of the day, the o- only one that can control your schedule is you. And I know a lot of people that are so tired and so exhausted and they're running ragged and their weeks feel like constant chaos. And I would just say, most likely the only person you have to blame is you, you know, like I know you're like, but my kids have sports and my kids and they have all this going on and we have this, these many extracurricular, extracurricular activities. Well, guess what? You said yes to all those. So you do have the ability to say no to say no to some extracurriculars, to say no to some meetings, you know, dinners, nights out. I think that people's rhythms of their week feels more like chaos than a healthy rhythm. And I think that that's something that we've grown in Chrissy. So plan for your day, plan for your week. And then yeah. third. I've actually, I want to go back to plan for your week. Plan for your week to me when you, is determining your routine and learning how to say no and what to say no about because here's the thing if we only determine what we're going to say no each day um i don't i think we lose track of the bigger picture so it's so important for us to learn what our boundaries are on a larger scale um than your day-to-day because your day-to-day um can be determined too quickly by your emotions how you're feeling that moment and like oh i think i have enough energy for today so i'm not going to say no to something yeah but if you're conserving again your energy to last a whole week and you know that you do have rest planned that week um it'll be easier to determine that no Um, yeah yeah, that's good and i think that that's something with the planning like we're saying which goes to the next part of planning is planning for your quarters is like i just said chrissy and i try to say hey no no more than two nights a week out. Mm. And we know uh, ahead of time on Mondays when we sit and look at our calendar, Chrissy and I, it's like, okay, we can't say yes to these things uh, ahead of time. It's not a day-to-day always like determination. It is a looking ahead. And so we got to plan for our weeks, but we also got to plan for our quarters. And I think, you know, you mentioned earlier, Chrissy, about just creating goals. So what does that look like for you? you know, when you talk about creating goals per quarter? Yeah, I think that I, I mean, I know that you said in the beginning that you don't like to plan 10 years in advance, but <laughs> I actually do. I, I I think writing down those goals Tell are me your 10-year goals. No. <laughs> um, but your quarters um, will give you, a, again, a greater scope. I think 
day to day, we don't really know what our energy level is. You know, it's, um, it, it's again, you're, you're being, you can sometimes when you determine things a second at a time or that short of amount of time, um, you can in your mind feel a certain way or perceive that you have a certain level of energy. But um, when you look at the whole quarter, you recognize, man, I need to um, conserve energy for these next 90 days. Um, it makes me think of when I, I ran a, a race in track in junior high. Um, oh, so you're an athlete? Uh-huh. Tell us more. <laughs> Stop. So I um, was filling in for somebody who got sick in the 4 by 4 So it was a um, 400 meter run um, for like four of us and I was doing the relay and they put me at the end as the anchor, the anchor, anchor, not because I was, you know, going to really bring it in, but because they knew that the three other runners could handle the win. And so by the time that the baton got passed to me, I was a good, you know, um, 200 to 300 meters ahead of the person behind me. (laughs) And I was like, so excited we knew we were gonna win this the blue ribbon was just about in our hands so as soon as i took the baton i took off in a dead sprint and when i got 400 meters which is a full lap yes is a full lap so when i got to about 300 meters which was my lead i hit a brick wall it felt like it (laughs) and i just if you know chrissy's personality this is (laughs) not shocking (laughs) in the least that she would go out 110 miles an hour, 110%. Oh, and I still remember the crowds cheering and they were like, oh, dang, I didn't know she could run a 400 like that. And no one should ever have run it at a 100, you know, meter run pace. And that's what I was doing. So when I hit the wall, the team behind us passed me up. (laughs) (laughs) And we got the red ribbon. I love stories of failure. We We got the red ribbon instead. So you got second place. So we got second place in a race that we knew we should have won. So here's the moral of the story. You don't, you can get really excited in the moment, but if you don't plan for the long haul, ooh, ooh failure is right I've around never the used corner. this in a sermon, man. I know. you got to preach this yeah, story. Yeah, it gets a good message. But anyways, that's kind of Did what I think about. Did your teammates hate you? No, because we won blue ribbons every other event okay. and still won. Um, the feeder tournament. Thank you. Junior high glory days. I love it. But (laughs) I I do want to just say that um, 90 days is a better way. When we plan for 90 days, it's a way to pace ourselves for the rest of the year. And you want to last the whole year. And so that's, I actually just bought a new planner, the full focus planner that Caleb was talking about. Um, Yeah, but it has a lot of day to day. So the focus of the planner that I just bought and I can look up that what that is here in a moment. But it was, um, it is all about planning your next 90 days. Because um, someone like me and my personality needs to pace myself. And I need to see the mm-hmm. bigger picture. Otherwise, I am the person who thinks that I can go a million miles a minute, like, each day. Um, and that's not possible. That's good. So, yeah. Man, this story. Know your personality. <laughs> this story, I have never heard. And I've been married to Mary Chris for 13 years. Mary Chris is my real name. If you are listening to the first Christy time. I've been married to Chrissy for 13 years. So this is, this is fun. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. And again, I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> but but <laughs> uh, your quarters, though, are so important, I think, for Chrissy and I, you know, in our organization is thinking, uh, we think in quarters. 
because certain quarters are higher pressure quarters and other quarters are like ramp it back quarters. And so we actually will even tell our team like, hey, this is a pedal to the metal season. You cannot run your engine with the RPMs revved all the way up for the entire year. But you can if you tell your team like, hey, this month or this six weeks or these next two and a half months, we're putting the pedal to the metal. It's going to be a lot going on. We're going to be going hard. Um, but we've planned for it and we've told them and we've prepped them. And then we go, but then after that, there's going to be a reprieve. There's going to be a rest. We're going to ramp, ramp, ramp it back. You're going to be able to, you know, take the pedal off, slow down. And so it helps our team, the people around us to go, okay, you know what? I'm down to go hard for this short season because I know it's not forever. Mm -hmm. But what happens is in organizations and businesses and even our lives, we try to just, you know, run the 400 meters at 100 meter pace and then we hit a wall rather than pace ourselves. And so part of pacing is planning. And so if you're going to pace right, you got to plan right. And uh, that's why I love that we talk that way with our team and our staff. And I think it's really helped to know that they don't feel taken advantage of when we're going hard because like we prepped them. This is going to be a hard season. We're, we're ranch, wrapping, ratcheting it up and ramping it up. I was trying to say both at the same time. <laughs> um, it's ratchet. No. Um, and, <laughs> and so then when, when it happens and there's a lot going on, they accept it, they embrace it, and then they know the rest season is coming. Mm -hmm. And then the final part of this is planning is you got to plan for your year. And I think that looking 12 months ahead, planning out the entire year is something that, man, we've just seen the value in more and more. Uh, you know, we, we in the summer, uh, yeah, late summer with our staff, we get away, retreat, and we just plan for the year. We vision cast for the year. We talk about what's coming up for the year. We look at the calendar and what the next year takes and uh, is going to take and what it, uh, what's going to unfold in it. And I think it just helps with preparing us, preparing our hearts, minds, souls, spirits. And then also we're looking and projecting what is coming and those seasons that will ramp up and those seasons that will ramp down. And even like for me practically, you know, we, we just had a meeting yesterday with the, we have a preaching team and uh, we went over the, you know, 2022 preaching calendar and that just helps to know, generally speaker, speaking, here's where we're going. Here's some of the series we're going to do. Here's some that I'm not sure about. Let's talk about it. And it brings people in to uh, the future, but it also helps people have voice into the future. Um, but then it also gives people a lot, something to look forward to. I think I love looking ahead a year just because it's like, man, we were just talking about Christmas 2022. And Christmas 2021 just ended. And I'm like, man, I can't wait for Christmas 2022, just this last week. And I'm like, that's weird, right? But actually it was it was cool and it was exciting and thinking about all the big moments coming up. But I think practically for you, if you're, maybe you don't run an organization, um, but you do live your life, is looking ahead for your year with your family too and your life. And that's something Chrissy and I have been talking more about, working more on. And, uh, and I'm just excited to be a better planner because I've seen the fruit that it brings. Yeah, I think uh, one of the most important things that we need to determine, I think, for ourselves and the people around us is to have some sort of goal or vision for your year. And I think I think a lot of people do this, and I think we can all stand to do this, but uh, determining a word of the year. Like every year, 
um, is an opportunity to focus on something specific. I would say that when you're making a plan, because all leaders need a plan, make sure your plan is specific. And when I think about the word of the year, man, that makes, you know, I'm not going to just say great year. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say like last year, it's a year of overflow or the year before victory, a year of victory where we see everything through the lens of victory. And last year we saw a lot of things through the lens of overflow and the way that each month, um, and each quarter revealed what overflow meant was powerful. Um, and so like this year, um, I think if you haven't already determined your word, I think it's important that you do determine your word of the year. And I, I have just a quick couple of things when you're determining your word of the year yeah. or when you're determining a plan for the year, um, just our focus of the year, um, just be specific, number one. But make sure you reflect on the year before because mm, things that are sweet. unfinished in the year before may need to be incorporated into the next year. So yeah. reflect on your past. And then I just encourage you to, number two, pray for your future. Praying for your Come future on. will help you not just have um, a vision that is in and of yourself, but is something that is for a greater purpose and something that God has asked you to do um, and something that you know, we want to do and plan for a future that we can't do on our own strength. If we plan for a future that we accomplish in our own strength, it will never be as good as we think That's because good. God's plans are greater than our plans, right? And then I would just encourage you, maybe if you haven't determined a word for the year, maybe make a list of a bunch of words that just come to your heart and mind. And as you make this list, see which ones really pop out at you. Because at the beginning of this year, we have probably, I think we still have three words that we're kind of mulling around yeah. um, for our church, for our people. And we, in January, are going to, at the end of January, the end of this month, at the last service of the month, we are going to determine and declare that certain word. So also just don't get ashamed if you don't have a word yet. <laughs> and there's no, um, you know, you can determine the word in the first month and it, it, it doesn't mean that you failed if you didn't have it January 1st, 2022. And then after you make a list of words and words pop out at you, see if any scripture applied to it and, and maybe throw the word around to people who are closest to you and listen for confirmation. Um, you don't want to just, again, throw out a word that just you have determined in your own strength. I think God wants you to accomplish something with people. It's never an accomplishment by yourself. Mm -hmm. So God wants you to accomplish something with others around you. So confirmation, I think, will come from others around you. And finally, just write it down. Write it down. Keep that goal in make front of you. Make it plain. Declare it. Um, and when you declare it and make it public, that makes you more accountable to it. And that will determine your quarter, your week, your day-to-day. -day. And so I really just encourage, I love the idea of determining a word of your year. It's great. Well, thanks for joining us uh, for this podcast. Uh, the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. And today, as we focus on leaders need a plan, let's continue to plan. Let's be planners because I truly believe that we're better when we do. And so, man, it's been a pleasure to be with you, Chrissy, as usual, the track star. She's Second a runner. Place. She's a track star. Second place track star. <laughs> oh, wait. Is that copyright infringement? Okay, we're good. Uh, but, hey, thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Once again, from the simple to the strategic, our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. We pray a blessed 2022 over you. 
the favor of God upon you. So, hey, thanks again. We'll see you next month for another edition of the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. Can't wait. See you guys. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast with Caleb and Chrissy Cole. Keep up with Caleb and Chrissy on Facebook and Instagram and calebandchrissycole.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.